Storehouse Dallas. We started last week a, a series on kingdom wealth, and I'm continuing that in part two today. And today I want to talk to you about God, specifically the God who is more than enough. Our God is more than enough. We were singing it in the song. The God of more than enough is living inside of me. That's a true song. God is more than enough. His name is El Shaddai. His name is the all-powerful one. His name is the one. He has enough resources for everyone. He has enough room in his heart for everyone in this room. He has enough of what you need today because he's a good father. God is a God of more than enough. And when we start laying hold of this nature and aspect of who God is, anything becomes possible for us. Amen? The enemy wants us to believe the opposite. The enemy labors day and night to get you and I to believe that God is not the God of more than enough. He is the one that tries to get us to believe that he is the God of not enough. When you worship a God of not enough, you don't have enough. There's not enough room in your heart for me, God. Not enough love in your heart. God touches the person next to me, but he doesn't touch me because there's not enough for me. That God brought breakthrough and freedom in the person next to me, but there's not enough for me. He's exactly the opposite. He's the God of more than enough. And you know, something else the enemy does that I think is at least equally, if not more, distorted about God's nature is that he is the God of just enough. Just enough to get me by. Just enough to get me through the week. Just enough to relieve this pain in my heart just a little bit. Just enough to meet this little need that I have. But not more than enough. Not enough to take care of me long term. Not enough for the person next to me. Not enough for the entire world. Not enough. That it, and it's just this, this just enough God. And the reason this is so important today to switch our thinking, repent, to who God is, is the God of more than enough, is because it opens up possibility. See, because if we're stuck in this place of God is not enough, or God is just enough, everything becomes the focus of the need in front of our face. Every decision we make with the God of not enough, or the God of just enough, becomes to satisfy that discomfort, that pain, that need that's right in front of us every day. And that's all we can look at. That's all we can get past. Every financial decision we make is to get just enough for this week, or for this month, or for this year. If I can just get this little much, if I can just get enough here, if I can just get enough there. And so our decisions are based on getting that just enough from God. But we've been limited in our minds if we if we've, if we've stayed there. Because God wants everything possible. God wants you out of, to get out of just focusing on that need that's right in front of you. He wants your vision to come back and expand. He wants your vision on the kingdom. See, Jesus came and he did something with the resources uh, that were inside of him. He, but he took earthly resources and he multiplied them because he had kingdom mindset. Yeah. And Jesus was on assignment. 
Jesus wasn't on a mission to meet a need. Jesus was on a mission. I've been sent by my father. And my father's going to give me everything I need. He's going to provide me every resource I need. And it, it set him. He was so focused because he had a father who had more than enough for him and for everyone around him that he encountered. Okay? Guys, I want us dreaming. I want us out of that narrow focus of what's in front of us right now in the natural. I want us to step back and say, God, what is on your heart? What is a kingdom purpose and assignment that you, that you have for me, that you have for my family? So I'm going to call um, Yaku and Sarah Kranye. Come on up, share a testimony. Y'all coming on. Ms. Kranye preaching the word this morning. Yes, yeah. Hey, you never know what's going to happen. Um, so a uh, testimony we wanted to give is that about a year ago, it was 4th of July of last year, um, we were at John Tracy's house, and after everyone left 4th of July stuff, they said, hey, we want to pray for you guys and your business because my husband is self-employed, and I was starting kind of a little home business as I am a stay-at-home mom. So they prayed uh, just multiplication of our business, and Tracy, I remember she specifically prayed, by this time next year, whenever it was, you know, double your business. Your business is going to be double. You're going to make double. And I was like, wow, that's in my head. I'm like, that's a lot. Because we are very much, like you said, we're very, this need, it's in front of us right now, this one bill, this one problem, this one issue, whatever. So it was just a, two weeks ago, I realized um, a couple things happened. So um, mainly one of the platforms that he advertises on is Yelp, and he, you get reviews. And he got two reviews in one week. It was like Adam R. and Adam P. or something. But it was two Adams, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Only two reviews. And they were, they were a minute apart. And like a minute apart, yeah. Like right, like one more, And I was like, because it popped up, Adam review. And, I'm, and Adam, like, to duplicate. I'm like, oh, no, there's two different last names. Five-star reviews. I'm like, that's interesting. One week later... The same thing happened with a Keith Y and a Keith T or something, like two Ke like right after one another. Adam, Adam, and a week later, Keith, Keith. And that's the platform that he does his business on. I'm like, that's two and two. So double and double. Double portion, double portion for him. And then I, my business has gotten bigger. And the main thing, I, I sell furniture and stuff through Facebook. So someone had messaged me. Um, I have a piece of furniture, and it's called the Gwendolyn. They all have names. And a lady messaged me, and her name was Gwendolyn. And she was asking me about this chest. It's a big chest called the Gwendolyn. Like, that's not a normal name. That's not like Ashley or Stephanie. It's like Gwendolyn, like a Shakespearean name. And she's asking me about this. And I'm like, is your name really Gwendolyn? She was like, yeah, I want to buy this. So I go, okay. And like five minutes later... I had been talking to a woman who's going to buy something else, and her name is Shweta. She's Indian, and it's S-H-W-E-T-A, not a normal American name. So she's going to buy this thing. We Okay, I'll meet you later tonight. Great. And then I get a message like five minutes later, and my phone says, Shweta. I'm like, why is she messaging me again? It was another lady named Shweta. Yes, I'm not even kidding, for something else. So I'm like, okay. The platform that he is on is like two atoms and two keys, like doubled, so it's like quadruple portion. And then the, my platform that I make money on is like two Shweetas and two Gwendolyn's. It was like four for him and four for me. And I realized that it was about 4th of July. This was like in August. I'm like, I remember Tracy praying for us. And then she prayed for us again at Sharon's wedding. We're talking about business and life. And she said, Lord, I you know, pray they'll make X amount a month. And when she said that number, my heart leapt like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money for our family. And this was a few months ago. And I, so I, when I was thinking that and this happened, I looked back at our finances. And what we made in July of last year, this year in July, we not only made double, we made more than double what we made last year. More than enough! Yeah. 
And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a fluke. It was like, it's been steadily increasing all year. And this was like the culmination of the overreaching over double for like a steady amount of time. And what you just said is like really, really key. It's when you get your mind off of the one problem in front of me, you open up this like realm of possibilities and have vision. He's so good at this about having vision for the future. Like not just what's now, what's the need now? Like what are we going to do in next year and for our kids and for our church and for the generations that come after us? Um, and, and just again, to give God credit, I was, a I were, before I had Amelia, I worked in a corporate office and, you know, made a salary and whatever. And right when we had her, not only did, was I going to resign from my job, but he was like, oh, I want to go full time my own business. I'm like, <laughs> we're going from like steady paychecks to like fully one paycheck. That's totally whatever God, if God wants to give us clients, we'll make money. And if not, we don't. So that's super scary. And I did not have a vision for like, how are we going to make this money? What am I going to do? I want to work. God gave me my own side business, side business. That's really blessed us a lot. Um, but we've got, yeah, we got debt free in less than a year, oh, student loans, everything. Yeah. We had, you, you guys know student loans. We, we had, I'm just going to give some numbers. We had $40,000 in student she got rid of it. Yeah, she got rid of it in like eight months, nine months. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because Sarah, Sarah, Sarah was Sarah was praying. She was like, "Lord, we want to check in the mail. We want to check in the mail." I was like, "I want something better than that." And so, and so, uh, she just was selling something online, and this lady came by and, and told her about this opportunity that you know where she could make more money and. The Lord totally opened the door. We couldn't have planned it, and she's just got us. Um, she 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 works really hard. She's awesome. But she, uh, yeah, we're we we're right right on the brink of just getting rid of everything. So um, all the debt. Yeah. And, um, what was I just gonna say? Um, so yeah. Anyway, op- I was just sorry. I didn't want to lose my thought. Like open your mind to the possibilities. Like I'm working a steady job. I thought, oh, I can never like be at home. We can make a lot of money. God completely gave me something I can do from home. I love doing. And again, it's the opportunity. When you give it all to the Lord, he in turn gives you back. And the key, you guys, is sowing a seed and, and tithing. It's tithing regularly. And I've told this to a lot of people lately. It's just like on my heart. If you don't give God the first 10%, he can't bless the other. He can, but like the other 90 is not going to be as blessed. It's not going to be as fruitful. And I just talked to me the other day. They're like, well, if I give God 10%, the other 90 I have left isn't enough. And it's the heavenly math. I told her, I literally told her, yeah, but God's math isn't our math. That 90 can double into 180. So you give 10 and you get 180 back. And that's literally what happens. And sowing the seed, if you have a specific need, like student loans, I want to pay my car off. I need a whatever. Sow a seed, whatever God tells you, to someone who's in need and watch that need get filled like you like would never imagine. It's amazing. So have your leaders pray over you and support you and sow the seed and just tithe regularly. Even if you're like, I don't have enough, you will. God will give you enough. So, Amen. yeah. Amen. Thank you, Cronies. Give him the hand. Yeah. We're going to let God renew our minds today, amen? We've got to get this, guys. God is more than enough. God's been challenging me on this, and I'm going to invite you to be challenged with me today. So I want you to put your hand on your head. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to give us revelation. Yeah, give yourself a nice little head scratch while you're there. Love head scratches. (laughs) Father, in Jesus' name, we pray right now that you would renew our minds, that you would show us who you are, 
that God, we want to know the truth of who you are. And that God, I pray that over each one that we would, our vision would be expanded this morning into what is possible with you, what is possible in your kingdom. Teach us your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We're going to, um, first of all, um, before I go to the scripture, I want to recommend a resource. Again, this is uh, um, by Chris Valden, Poverty, Riches, and Wealth. Um, I actually have not read this, but a number of people in, uh, in our uh, community have been reading it, have recommended it. They actually have a free seminar coming up next week, um, and so which I signed up for. I just told my wife, I was like, hey, I signed us up for this thing, by the way. <laughs> um, so I'm about to get acquainted with it. But another great resource, Poverty, Riches, and Wealth by Chris Valadin. All right, let's turn to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It's a little review from last week. Um, but the main point I want to make to you today is that God always operates in the more than enough. God always operates in the more than enough. Not not enough, not just enough, more than enough. Malachi 3, verse 10. We, we read this last week. We were talking about um, the first fruits offering that um, um, a curse came over the earth when Adam and Eve sinned, that they gave legal jurisdiction over the earth realm that had been entrusted to them by God. They handed it over to Satan. Satan says to Jesus, all of these kingdoms are mine. Paul calls him the God of this age. So Satan is still operating in the earth system today. But God gave Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah and Abraham, all of the Israelites, he gave them a means to bring their resources out of that curse of painful toil and sweat back into the blessing of the Lord. Okay? You remember that from last week? Listen to it. It's a really good message, I think. Um, I'll let you be the judge or God be the judge. Lord Jesus, may he like all my messages, you know, <laughs> get a God-like, you know, on my YouTube. Um, but we talked about this verse from Malachi 3. We're going to read it again, starting in verse 10. Um, and if we'll remember a couple of verses earlier, Malachi's rebuking the people because they notice lack, financial lack. And he's saying, here's the problem. God's saying, you're robbing me in your tithes and offerings. Verse 10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. Say windows of heaven. I will pour out a blessing so great, say so great, that you won't have enough room to take it in. Can we say more than enough? Can we say it again, more than enough? God's promising us more than enough. Try it. Put, it, put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant. Say abundant. For I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed. Say blessed. For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So we looked at this last week and we talked about the first fruits, the tithes and the offerings. And that when we take our physical resources, our money, the produce of what God gives us, and we offer it as a first fruits offering to the Lord, it comes out of the earth curse system into the kingdom system. This is a principle that God set up 
before the Mosaic law. He set it up right when the curse came in Genesis chapter 3. And it was his means to bring our resources back into the blessing of the Lord. And what, we, what I want to highlight here from Malachi 3 is that God's desire is to open up a storehouse of blessing, to open up the windows of heaven, to pour out for abundance. I'm not going to lie to you, friends. I read this and it challenges me. I've been a little content over the past 30 years of my life. 32. <laughs> going on 33. With just enough. And God's been bringing me back here. He's saying, Matthew, what does my word say? Are you going to believe my word here? When you give and when you tithe, are you paying a bill? Are you doing it out of a religious duty? Is Matthew getting up here to take names on who's not tithing and who's not giving? No, it's God coming in and saying, friends, I want to bless you. But you've got to do it my way and you've got to believe me for the overflow. You've got to believe me for the, for the more than enough. And see, what we do is we get set on that need of that need that I need this bill. I need this for my family. I need this for my little scenario going on right now. But God's saying, look, I want you beyond that. I want the nations to call you blessed. I don't want you just walking to the store and telling the cashier you're blessed today. I want the cashier to look at your life and say, you are a blessed person. I can tell, I can feel it coming from you. He wants, he wants a harvest of righteousness and generosity overflowing out of us, 2 Corinthians 9. Beloved, I just, I want to keep hitting this because when we're on our fixed need, we don't dream in the kingdom. We're focused on this thing. We're focused on this bill. We're focused on this, even, even just this personal desire. Jesus says the desires for other things. They're choking up the word of God in you. He says, I want you to think bigger. I, wanna, I want you to think more than just enough to get through the week or through the month. Just enough to give a little bit of spare change here and there. Just a little bit, just enough to go on a vacation or two this year. Hello? And the thing about this just enough God that's so distorted is that it sounds really spiritual. But I tell you, it is at the heart of the spirit of man-made religion. And we have to repent of this today, friends. We've got to take God's word seriously. You got to get out of the not enough and just enough and say, God, more than enough, more than enough. Okay, all the nations will call you blessed. Guys, we've got big dreams. Who in here has big dreams? Who in here has got some God dreams? Who in here wants to do some great things? What did those dreams usually take? Monet. And if your dream's a God dream, it requires more Monet than's in your bank account right now. It, it takes more Monet than you're going to make by the end of the year. We got to get into this abundance here, friends, because we've got to lock in with God. We've got to get in with him. Okay, 1 Kings 17. We're going to learn some principles. How do we access this? I love this God more than enough. Sounds really cool, but my experience, Matthew, is telling me something else. Let's lay down our experience for at least a few moments. And see what God says in his word. Amen. 1 Kings 17, verse 7. We've got Elijah here. A famine has struck the land. 
huge economic crash. All of people's investments in retirement has dried up in the land of Israel. Verse 7. But after a while, the brook dried up, for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So, verse 10, he went to Zarephath. Important kingdom lesson here. We've got to go where God tells us to go. When we're on God's plan, when we're where God has told us to go, we're where God has planted us, he provides a means for our needs. But you've got to hear from God. You've got to hear, God, where do I go? And you've got to go. He, got, he went. Elijah went. And here's what happened because he went. So kingdom lesson number one. When God says go, go. And I just want to highlight here. A widow is going to feed you. Great. <laughs> a woman with no income who's trying to get enough food on the table for her own child. You're going to feed me, God, through this woman? Watch me. Verse 10. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? Okay, she says. I inserted that. doesn't say that. But she's going to get it. He calls to her, hey, while you're there, give me, can you give me some bread? Really hungry. Remember that famine that's going on in the land? She's, and she says, I, I swear the, by the Lord your God that I don't have enough, a single piece of bread in the house. I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. What a downer. Sometimes I think in our prayer life, we're like pouring out our heart to the Lord, and it's just like, man, you're just really bringing me down right now, Matthew. <laughs> Good thing he's overflowing with joy, so, you know, he's got more than enough for me. Um, so what happens here with the widow is she was focused on her, her need for that moment. She was, and she wasn't even focused on getting to tomorrow. She was just like, I just want to live one more day. One more day, God, one more day. And some of us are in that, we're that one more day, one more week, one more month. If I can have just enough, all I have is this handful, it's just enough to get through another day. And she was just focused there. But God had something else for her. God had a plan that not only would she have enough for her and her son, but she had more, more than enough to feed this prophet guy trying to take her last bite of bread. He had a plan. I'm going to use you to invest in a kingdom assignment right now. And how did she get out of that fixed need? The word of the Lord. But Elijah said to her, verse 13, do not be afraid. Go ahead. Do just what you've said. Make that last meal. But make a little bread for me first. Okay, Elijah. 70-year-old woman here, gathering sticks, trying to feed her. I don't know how old she is. She may be 20 or 30, but anyway. Um, it just, just the, the, 
Here's what you have. Feed me first, he says. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself. <laughs> so he says, feed me first, and then use what's left to, to, to provide for yourself. See, it's the enemy gets us in the opposite so much. We're like, how can I take care of my own needs right now and then give what's left to the kingdom? Not God's way. God's way, give to the kingdom first, and then you will have enough. Use what's left to prepare for you and your son. Verse 14, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always, say always. There will always be flour and olive left. Say left. So always flour left. Always flour left. There's always some left. In your containers until the time when the Lord sends the rain and the crops grow again. So she did, as Elijah said. She obeyed the word of the Lord. Really key. How do I tap into heaven's abundance? Obey the word of the Lord. Obey the word of the Lord. Do it his way. If you don't do it God's way, you get just enough for today. If you do it God's way, you get enough for tomorrow and next year and next 10 years and next 30 years. There's abundance. There's more than enough. God always operates in more than enough. There was always enough flour, verse 16, and oil left in the containers just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Just as the Lord had promised. Friends, we want to tap into this. I'm not going to read this next story here, but Jesus demonstrates the exact same thing. He's with his disciples in Mark chapter 6. And he sees a multitude of people. And he tells the disciples, hey, these guys need to eat. He's like, yeah, 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 that's a great idea, Jesus. Everyone, go home. <laughs> go home and eat. The sermon's over. Ministry time's done. Come back tomorrow. Jesus says, no, no, no. You feed them. Jesus. Have you counted the number of people here? Have you looked at my bank account? Have you looked at my savings? Oh, here's my name tag from Growth Track. <laughs> you want us to feed 5,000 families with this? We would have to work for years. And, and so where were they? Their mind was in the curse. Their mind was in painful toil and labor. Their mind was in the math system of the earth. And Jesus was like, there's an algorithm here. There's another system here. It's called the kingdom of God. And what did Jesus say to them? What do you have? What do you have? Crumbled up name tag, Jesus. <laughs> well, we've got five loaves and two fish. He says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Excuse me while I tuck my pockets back in for a little bit of dignity for the rest of this message. <laughs> Bring it to me. Bring it to me. And it was from a, from a kid, a lad, you know, Richard Hickman, you know, he, his lad still, you know, the British language still coming into our English, our American translations. It's amazing. Um, God bless the queen. Um, <laughs> so Elijah takes the last meal of a widow and Jesus takes the last meal of a lad had just enough to not pass out on his way home. Hey, hey, give me your lunch. 
Jesus takes his lunch. This is going to be his lunch. This is what I had. (laughs) And he blesses it. And he distributes it. And it's not only enough to feed all of those people and their families. The disciples gather 12 basketfuls left over, left over, left over. More than enough, more than enough, more than enough, more than enough. Jesus always operates in the more than enough. So so what are the keys here? The keys are the same as we read in 1 Kings. That the word of the Lord came, you feed them. And they brought them, they brought Jesus what they had. The widow brought Elijah what she had. She had enough for one more meal. The lad had enough for one meal, one fish sandwich. Bring it to me. You've got to bring what you have to Jesus. You've got to do it, and you've got to take it where he tells you to take it. And when he does it, when you give to Jesus where he tells you to give, he takes it and he blesses it. And at that moment, when he spoke over it, it transferred kingdoms. It went from one fish sandwich to thousands of fish sandwiches. And so when we give our tithes and our offerings to the Lord, we take them, and I believe that we've got to speak over these things, guys, just like Jesus, that we don't just pray a little religious prayer, that we're saying, Jesus, you know the needs that I have? Da, 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 da. We name those things. You got a bill? You've got a payment? You've got something you're believing for? Even I, be, I we, my wife and I, we sewed for a trip to California. Her cousin was getting married, and it's like, okay, in a month, we've got a Lord, like, you know, <laughs> that's going to be a lot of money in a month. So we sow a seed. God, we're asking for a way to come and, 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 and get to this wedding in this next month. We sow a seed. We speak over it. We ask God um, for, in our specific, we named it for tickets, $100 or less. My wife, just as is, is amazing as she is, she goes online. She finds tickets round trip for $100. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Jesus, your word is true. Your word is alive. <laughs> And we went. And that's the, that's the next key. You, you, you give what you have. You obey the word of the Lord. You give what you have to Jesus. You speak over it. Every time you give, you should be speaking over your, blood, your, 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 um, your offering. Thank you, Lord, that you will pour out in abundance. Thank you, Lord, that this car payment is met. Thank you, Lord, that my car is getting paid off. My house is paid off. Name it, name it, name it, and then believe God for it. And when the provision comes, you've got to act. You've got to move, friends. When it comes, when, when, the, when the bread started multiplying, the disciples were like, okay, we've got to start distributing this. We've got to move on it. We've got to move. And I want to share more about that, um, or Tracy and I are, are co-teaching this, so we'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks. My heart today is to get to you, into you, that God is more than enough. And we, if we do it his way, we can start accessing and experiencing like that. Let's stand. There's so much more I want to say to you about this. Um, And that's why we're continuing this series. But I want to challenge you today to really take God at his word. He's been challenging me to get out of this mode of just enough. Just enough to meet my needs. Just enough for a little bit of fun here and there, Jesus. 
just enough for this, for this, for that. No. I want the nations to call you blessed. I want a harvest of generosity. I want more and more pouring out of you, pouring out of you. I want you to have more than enough because I want to start blessing the nations. I want to start taking the gospel outside of this local, this local setting. I want to, we have we, Lindsay Bryson just taken, and her team just taken the gospel onto the streets with Lovely, ministering to prostitutes. Things like that need money. These dreams in your heart, they need money. And you, we've got to come out. I'm, I'm saying, I'm talking to myself. We've got to come out of this just enough God mentality. And we've got to get in his word and take him at his word and say, God, you're the God of more than enough. And I want to be frank with you right now. I'm going to lead us in some prayer. And if we can get some worship music playing. This takes time. This is going to take some time to really get in the word. Not only today at church, not only today when you get home, not only this week, but to regularly renew your mind. Because Satan is really good about sounding very spiritual. And this is so deeply embedded into the body, and we've got to flush this lie out of our system. And we've got to get in the truth. God, you are more than enough. You're more than enough. When I see that bill, thank you, Lord, that you're the God of more than enough, that you're in me, and that, God, you're going to give me the plan, just like you gave Elijah and the widow the plan, just like you gave Jesus, his, he gave the disciples the plan, the plan. God wants to give you a plan like he gave Sarah and Yaku a plan. See, sometimes that check just comes out of heaven, but a lot of times it comes by the work of your hands. He will bless the work of your hands. He will bless the work of your hands. Pay attention friends, to how God is speaking to you about means to access that blessing in your regular work that you're already doing. So just a quick review. We believe in God as a God of more than enough. To access that, we listen to the word of the Lord. Where is he telling me to give? Where is he telling me to sow? And then we do it. We give what we have. Paul says, give what you have. Give what's in your heart, not under pressure or compulsion, but cheerfully. And God will supply an increase. So we give it and we speak over it. We speak it. We thank you, God, for your promise to pour out so great a blessing that I won't have room to contain it. Thank you, God, what you did for that widow. Thank you, God, what you did with Jesus and the 5,000. Thank you, God, for the ability to dream. And I just want to hit that right now in prayer. If you will pray with me. Um, but first of all, I actually want to, I want to call people up. If you have been like in this God of not enough mindset, or if you've been in this mindset of God, you're just enough. It's just enough. And that's been your experience and your mentality. And today you say, I want to draw the line and say, I don't want to, I don't want to believe that anymore. I'm ready to confess who you are, Abba, is the God of more than enough. I want to invite you to come forward. I want to just say one more thing that God's a good father and he loves every single person up here. He's not here to take names today. He's here to bless you.
He's here to say, I really want to show you my way to do this. And so I'm believing for some freedom. So um, I'm going to let, do y'all want to go ahead and pray? Okay. Um, I'm going to let John and Tracy pray over you guys, and we're just going to let the Holy Spirit move. Um, John and I have an anointing to create wealth. And um, when we were really struggling trying to get our business started and everything, the Lord told us, uh, gave us a story about uh, Bill Johnson and how he had somebody who had an anointing to create wealth pray over him, and that's when it shifted everything for him. And and that's what the Lord woke me up one day, and he said, I want you to pray over the Cronyes, um, and I want you to impart this ability to create wealth. And so I just want uh, John um, to pray, and then I'll pray afterwards. Let's thank the Lord first. Lord, we thank you that you're the God of more than enough. Lord, we thank you that your promises are true and your word is true. And Lord, there are so many scriptures about money and about the way you have lavished really just amazing resources on us and on your on your people worldwide. But Lord, this morning, uh, I pray that you would look at this body right here, that these that have come forward, Lord, that they are asking for an anointing to make wealth. Lord, that your word says that you're that you give us the ability to make wealth. And Lord, do we believe that, church? Do we believe that the Lord gives you ability? So Lord, we call down the ability right now to make wealth. Lord, we pour it on these people. I just pray for your blessing on them. Lord, it's your heart to bless. Lord, that you want your people to be so blessed that others will be jealous. The lost will be jealous to have what they have. Lord, right now, in this place, right now, let this be a marking moment, Lord. Let this be a changing moment for every life here. We pour out abundance from heaven on you. Would you receive it, not as an orphan, but as a son today? Would you receive this as sons and daughters, that the Lord is pouring out the ability to make wealth, as he said in his word? And we just agree with the Lord over your life right now. We just say that you are not a victim. You are not a po uh, victim of poverty, but that you live in the kingdom where you're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The whole kingdom is given to you. There's so much more. There's so much more than enough that the Lord is going to use you to bless the nations. Lord, we agree with that, that the Lord is going to use you to bless the nations. Every lie of the enemy that says you're not enough, you can't do enough, it's up to you. Every lie that's put false responsibility on these people, we send it back to you. We send it back to you, Satan, and we say, stuff it. Yeah. We are tired of listening to your lives. So we have but one Father, and that's the Father in heaven. The Father in heaven says he is more than enough to meet every need and have an abundance for good works. So we bless these. We bless every one of them. We bless them with the ability to create wealth, Lord. We, we bless them with more than enough to give away, Lord, more than enough. More than enough, more than enough, everyone, more than enough, every one of you, believe it in your hearts, even right now, believe it in your hearts, as the word of God, he says many things, he said this too, believe it in your hearts that the Lord's going to do it, baby, pray. Yeah. So Father, I thank you uh, for that, I thank you, I bind up a spirit of poverty right now in Jesus' name.
that says you have to hold on to your lack. But I thank you, Father, for opening up the treasure chests in their hearts. And Father, I thank you that they cannot outgive God. Father, I thank you for them understanding your kingdom ways and tapping into the kingdom to begin to operate in the system of the kingdom for your glory. And I just release that now over you, a new way, a new way of thinking, a new way of living, a new way of processing that we process through the word of God and not through our experience. And so I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for a kingdom mindset and a mindset of wealth in Jesus' name. And I bless you. Amen. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.